in warm or you can bring me in cold because I might be dead. <laughs> Just kidding. It's me. This oh, is why I John. wear a hat sometimes. Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us. We are live, baby. Wake up, my kids. Let's go. It's time to talk Star Wars. Thank you for joining us on the Resistance Broadcast. John, James, Lacey, got it. He's got it. And we're here to talk about uh, the latest Star Wars news. Um, a lot of hype as we continue our march towards the Mandalorian Season 3, getting more and more excited as they release little tidbits and images and, and clips and and summaries of, of the global hype of Grogu and Din Djarin. Uh, so I had to throw on the helmet because we are going to talk about uh, some other stuff in Will of the Force too. We got a loaded show. So before we get going, I just wanted to say hi to my two co-hosts who are here to talk about, is Din Djarin going to die? Oh my God. <laughs> Lacey, you were, you were, <laughs> I believe you called the, the image James made a bold choice. <laughs> I tweeted that it's a personal attack on me. <laughs> yeah, I, there are days John, that I, you know, just have daily things going on that I don't get to chime in with these guys throughout the day. So I actually saw that when everybody else saw it, when it was up on Twitter and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John. John saw it, and he wrote me back, and he said, "Heads off on head." I mean, hats off on that image, James. Yes, I wish I said that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wasn't on no, the top he of liked my head, it. but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, definitely a throwback to Django. Uh, so you got to appreciate the the uh, nod to prequel fans out there. Um, but hopefully, he doesn't uh, lose his head. But. It's uh, it was definitely an interesting image because you could see that it, the helmet's in motion. I liked it. You put like the movement on it, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it nice got a reaction too. Do, people, yeah. you know, usually when we post our midday tease for the live episode, people are like I don't care. I already know you're going live. I'm gonna watch you. Or I'm not gonna watch you. I don't care. But people were like, "How dare you?" Or like, "Wow, <laughs> what an image!" So it was fun. But uh, anyway, Thanks. we'll talk. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, just real quick, a couple things. Um, if you are watching us, whether that's live now or later uh, on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Um, a lot of people actually, every once in a while, are chiming in like, I had no idea you guys had this new channel. I just thought or you guys asking vanished. Or us where we went. That's a yeah, lot of people being just, like, hey, where did you go? They thought we vanished. Our videos disappeared. <laughs> we disappeared. And here we are. But we are on YouTube.com slash at the resistance broadcast for our audio listeners who are not sure where we are on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, just subscribe to the channel because we have a lot of other videos that we're going to be doing. Um, and, you know, we're going to be doing our Mando fan show as that returns with The Mandalorian and a lot of other stuff that we put on the channel. Um, but also make sure you're subscribed to your preferred podcast platform, whether that's Spotify, which, by the way, we're getting more and more ratings on there. So thank you to everybody who's finding us there and rating us there and helping us show up in more searches. Apple, any preferred podcast app. And uh, just so everyone knows, one week from tonight, it is. It's not a race, not like a NASCAR race, but it's the, it's the TRB 600. It's the 600th episode <laughs> of the Resistance broadcast. And I believe my first episode was episode 66. So it's been a long, long time. And it's been a hell of a run. And we are just getting started, though. So, But we're going to do something special next week. To be honest, we haven't really figured that out yet. But we'll do something special next week <laughs> for TRB 600. But I'm excited. And I can't believe uh, we're at that number. It's pretty wild, huh, guys? 
we're pretty close to 666 then too <laughs> uh, yeah yes yes with all the iron maiden fans yeah it feels no. like we've only been doing it for so long and then you look at the calendar and you're like it's been almost five years <laughs> yeah that i've been here anyway yeah yeah it's it's nuts it's absolutely crazy um but before you know we're gonna do some probably giveaways and stuff like that next week but if you can't wait for that and you want to pick up some merch don't forget uh we partnered with our pals at gentle giant so uh go to their site look them up on google easy to find uh and any item in stock on their site you can get uh 20 off with the code resist 20 at checkout so be sure to do that um and just quick bits at the top yeah groundhog day so happy groundhog day to everybody bad <laughs> news is grogu saw his shadow so uh it's actually six more weeks until the mandalorian comes out it's being delayed uh six no that's something else the video game's getting delayed i think jedi survivor we'll talk about i was that. thinking you went i was thinking you were gonna go like Pon- pox and tawny porg or something <laughs> the tawny porg. i like that yeah yeah i don't, I don't know what word it is everyone goes to octo and bothers luke for one day in february to find out uh and apparently pox tony phil is not very good at his job because apparently he's only like successful like 10 percent of the time in terms of the relation of the weather least, is, right yeah it's not the canadian one where he was dead before they even got him out of the hole oh no that happened today in canada yeah <laughs> oh god they were like, like oh, oh. winner for 20 more weeks <laughs> yeah do they play taps in canada is that just us who does that i think that's oh that's a good point that's a military thing so probably us yeah all right um also uh on the ridge (laughs) yeah well you know who's still alive is gunji the jedi padawan warrior uh that we saw in the bad batch um my quick thoughts on that first of all make sure you go uh, to our channel that we talked about because exclusively on there is james's review of the sixth episode of the bad batch um i i've never been this big of a fan of the whole jedi wookie stuff you know i like i'm a minimalist jedi person um and i like my wookies being more like chewy um but seeing like a vulnerable like the vulnerable like young wookie like needing his family and stuff like that made me um warm up to to little gunji so uh good on you bad batch feloni and, and company you uh you've now made me a friend of little gunji there so uh james uh any any follow-ups to your review um any any reactions in the comments that uh, you want to address here <laughs> anything uh, like that no i just if, if you know if i could sum it up or whatever i just kind of felt like it did something in the middle of the episode and then did the exact same thing again so i was like oh man like not a lot happened and then the same thing happened twice. So a little bit of a letdown for an episode. Um, however, uh, I am caught up to next week's and get excited because it's about to get good. That's your double episode for the mid season finale or not mid season finale, but mid season, uh, double episode thing. Double Uh, dip. Yeah. 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 So, and it's great. So get excited for that. Nice. Um, I think about when I see little, Gunji, Gungi, whatever his name is, is I think Gunji, how James said, I had to look it up. Yeah, yeah, said his, yeah, his lightsaber is the best lightsaber. When we talked about lightsabers recently, I just brought it the up. Wooden, and I wasn't yeah. even thinking about how he was in Bad Batch. It's just always been one of yeah. those things. For yeah, me. and I remember seeing on Twitter a lot of people were like, "When are we going to get this lightsaber hilt?" Because it's just like it's wood and it's cool. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good one. I also a one. complete side note. 
I don't know if we're ever going to talk about this today, which we might. Uh, I realized just now that the last time we were live was before we knew we had a panel for celebration. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yes. That good call. Yeah. <laughs> we found out on Friday when we had already done yep. our episode. So we're really excited to say that we're going to have a panel at celebration. Yeah, we're doing a podcast mm-hmm. panel uh, on the Holonet News stage. I believe it's still, you know, the podcast. They just renamed it to um, be able to add more d- different types of uh, creators, creators yeah. or whatever, whatever. Uh, it's a like better the Tostitos stage. Yeah, yeah, right. Brought to you by, yeah, right. The Folgers podcast stage. Yeah, it's the but, same stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really cool because um, we, last year we did uh, a, an event off-site in Anaheim, and now we're going back in-house in London, which it would have been tough, honestly, to, to do our own event overseas with you know equipment and all that stuff. So we're really excited. We'll put uh, more details out on what we're doing for that and how we're going to top our last two shows, live shows. We're working on that already. <laughs> and also, um, the schedule hasn't been done yet, so we'll let you know when our panel is, and we will be hitting the ground running. And any help anyone wants to uh, offer, if you're going to Celebration, to hand out uh cards or whatever to let people know to come to our show uh street we team will welcome yeah street squad we will european we will welcome your help street team yes yeah, so uh yeah thanks for bringing that up lacy uh I, yeah it's crazy that that was I, friday uh, friday announced we were yeah. yeah we were doing the the notes for today going through all the news that got announced and i was like hmm, i don't see this in the notes and i'm like oh my gosh because it happened on friday the day after yeah. Yeah. we did our episode um big show today uh we have a uh a will of the force that we're going to fire up right now with our buddy James Bing. I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. I am very excited to be doing will of the force again this week. And part of the reason is, is because will the force questions are sometimes on occasion submitted mostly at least once every week submitted by some of our patrons. And we're going to kick it off just right away with one of the Patreon submissions. Um, This one coming from Commander Robert Murray. Uh, Robert asked us the question, one of the most exciting aspects of Kenobi was the reveal of the path, right? Uh, Will we learn more uh, about it, uh, see it again in live action, or learn more about how it worked in any of the upcoming live action shows? Um, this one is going to start with Lacey. What do you think? Um, I think that we will hear more about it at some point. Um, I can't get into specifics of when and where, but it's such a, like, it was such a clear moment that they wanted to bring attention to in Obi-Wan Kenobi that they have to be kind of giving hints that it's going to show up in other places or something from there is going to show up, whether it be a character we saw on the wall or something, because Mm -hmm. it was just such a big moment for Obi-Wan Kenobi and the series itself. So I'm going to say yes. And this is a great question because I didn't even think about this because we've just been like full steam ahead with all Star Wars. It's hard to like go back and kind of think about things. And I haven't had a chance to really do that with Kenobi. So this was a really great question question robert and i appreciate it um john do you agree um yeah and yeah thank you robert uh commander robert appreciate it man um yeah i think we will it's a really good vehicle to use to um explain a lot of things in terms of people uh avoiding the empire post um 66 between episodes three and four 
Um, you can probably tell a lot of cool sort of coming together stories. If people like find, find each other uh, in this path and, and the stories you can tell of sort of Jedi sneaking behind the scenes to hide away from the empire. I think that's very interesting and um, thought-provoking in terms of what type of stories you can tell with other Jedi. Now, you know how I am. I, I wanted them to be careful with overusing how many Jedi survived. So I think there's going to be a delicate balance there, but it's definitely a good vehicle for them to employ. Now, whether they do that in comics or they feel there's um, a path for them to use the path in live action again, um, I, I'd be for it. But I think they're maybe trying to tread a little lightly and oversaturating the timeline here um, in between, because the more you add Jedi who were able to, you know, escape or get through the more you have to explain like why Yoda lied to Luke so much. So <laughs> he probably just I, didn't know, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. I I'm open-minded to it. I'll say that. So uh, that's where I'll leave it. Um, I think when it comes to where Kenobi is on the path, I mean, the path is still active, but just because certain people went through that path doesn't mean that they're still currently alive. So a lot of the names that you saw means they at one point traveled through there, but they could have made bold moves somewhere along the lines and got themselves killed, you know? Yeah. Um, I, so I think it's possible as far as your question, Robert, um, I think we will learn more about it, but I'm very hesitant that it's going to show up in live action. Um, I think it was, uh, to Lacey's point, she said, I didn't even think about it. I think it's to the larger audience. It's a really cool story when you're kind of put when it's put in front of you. But I don't think it's one of the things coming out of the show that people were like, right, man, I oh really want to go you back know, to that. Like, and I want to yeah. learn more about that thing and, and how that all went down. One thing too, that I thought was interesting about it was that um, I, I can translate Arbesh and I really went digging to try to figure out if I could see those names and I could not, I could not make out any names. And then I just saw people on like YouTube videos and Twitter and Reddit and all sorts of stuff saying that they saw all these names in there. And I don't know if I can or can't confirm, but it was like a lot of names, a lot of legends yeah. canonizing and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. So, I mean, that's cool. The only one that is for sure is the, the kid and his mom. Do you remember that one a little bit? Mm -hmm. Um, like right at the very beginning where uh, they actually show the mom and the kid and, and right. uh, I forget his name is like trying to trick them or whatever. Uh, yeah. But that has yeah. a, that has a pretty legend story that they're canonizing, but I don't think we're going to see it in live action, but I absolutely do think we're going to see it again in like comics or books or something along those lines. Um, before we go on to the next one, I'm going to send it back over to you, Lacey, because I think we have some super chats. Oh, we we do so first of all we have chibigan 89 danny thank you so much for the super chat and she says i swear i could hear Lacey clearly saying how dare you in my mind as i read today's podcast title <laughs> that would be accurate uh danny, congrats on you, the panel for celebration thank you danny I, appreciate it danny i talked about this on our uh spoiler alert upcoming poll chat on patreon but uh, please do have a morning Ronto wrap for me. And I hope you have a blast uh, when you go back to Disneyland. I love that. The only reason John had one of those is because I got one for him. Why do you have to, you have to like, bring it back to like, Oh, I get, gave it to you. It's like, I ate it though. Majestically, no messes whatsoever. <laughs> like you could have filmed that video and it would have sold 10 million more of those of me just eating it. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Andrew Staley. Hey, Andrew, how's it going? Thanks for the super chat. He said, congrats on making the hollow net, hollow net news stays, stage. Can't wait to be there. 
We can't wait to yes. see you, Andrew. It's going to be Andrew. so much, Thanks, so much it. fun. It's going to be awesome. And then we have Freezy2324. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for the super chat who said, Mark Hamill has missed the last couple of celebrations. Do you think he'll be at this one? Do you think Rosario Dawson will be there? I'm going to say yes, definitely Rosario Dawson because Ahsoka is coming up. So it's like a no brainer. As for yeah. Mark Hamill, I think he will be at this one. Um, there's no reason he shouldn't be. I think the last few, he wasn't at him because there wasn't kind of a need for him to be there with the rise of Skywalker. They didn't need him there because he was technically, right. you know, dead at that point. And then um, the last celebration, there was definitely a focus more on the Mandalorian and stuff like that. But I think that they could bring him in for autographing. It really depends on what his going cost is for autographs and if they have the budget to pay for him to be there. I think he will definitely. But be it's there. Return of the Jedi year yeah. too. So. That was that was my thing too. Is I'm, I was kind of kind of not sure as far as who would show up to that panel because if they are doing more Lucasfilm indie stuff, Harrison could be there, but probably he will not. be there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might be there, but like, would he be in the thirtieth? anniversary or 40th anniversary 40th, for, yeah. yeah for return Keep in of the mind jedi that you know yeah 40th anniversary of return of the jedi obviously 50th anniversary of star wars is going to be a big deal in 2027 but you know mark hamill is 71 like he you know it's going to be harder and harder for these legacy actors to travel and do all these big like even for us it's like overwhelming like imagine being as you're getting up there an agent having to like all this traveling for these things this might be the one he's like i gotta get to this one the 40th anniversary of return of the jedi it's sort of the end of my main story uh mm -hmm. i think he's definitely going to be there for that yeah awesome thank you for the super chat really appreciate yeah, it Yeah, thank you and do they play taps in, in canada freezy let us know Thanks. they do uh, I'm, I'm gonna give Danny a, said a, they did. a surprise one word will the force uh will we get because of the 30 40th anniversary of return of the jedi i was thinking warwick davis could be there because he plays wicket uh, but then I was thinking, will we get a Willow two season, a Willow season two announcement at that'd be cool. Celebration, John? Yes, no, no. Will uh, Lacey? I'm gonna say yes because I want it. All right, I'm gonna say yes too. I think that could be cool. I um, want it too, right. but I don't know. All right, uh, I'm gonna move on to the next one, and that's going to be: Will C3PO be in the next Star Wars movie? John, you're going first on this one. What Star Wars movie are you even talking about? Will he be in it though? I <laughs> think he will be in the next Star Wars movie. How about that? Hmm. All right, okay. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, I think he will. I think. He's just been a consistent character and he's a very easy character to put in there to kind of draw it back to everything that's Star Wars-y. So I'm going to say yes. Plus, Anthony Daniels will do any role. So I'm cool with that. I'm I'm going to say no. <laughs> I think that he, I think that it just will be a story that won't involve him like Solo, for instance. Like, I think it will be something that just doesn't revolve around his character because the next one... Um, I don't get a feeling that it's like episode 10. So I'm going to say no, but I think he would be willing mm -hmm. to return as the character in a live action. Oh, in a yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We got another Patreon submission. This is one of our patrons, specifically a spice runner. Get ready for the spicy. Uh, Andrew Staley uh, is uh, here, who was actually just gave us a super chat, which is amazing. Andrew, thank you. Uh, Andrew wanted to know, will Lucasfilm announce Kathleen Kennedy's successor at Star Wars Celebration in April? So it's going to be big news. Lacey, what do you think? 
No. And the reason is because Indiana Jones isn't out yet. I don't think they're going to transition her out until after Indiana Jones. It would be a very weird messaging to be like, I'm sticking around till after Indiana Jones, whereas internally yeah, that could say, be the case. But they could still announce the successor and her still be in place. But uh, yeah, that's a good point. It would be it's weird. weird. It would kind of give a kind of a solemn sadness because like she's done so much for Lucasfilm and for Star Wars in general. Like it would be a weird thing to be like, it's my going away party. <laughs> like that's, that's weird. <laughs> that's so I'm going to say no. John, any thoughts on uh, Kathleen Kennedy's successor being named at Star Wars Celebration? I don't think her successor will be named, but I think they are going to reveal a new head of creative. Oh, like a job announcement at Celebration? Yeah, I, I think when you look at what DC just did, and they have been a like if people like people <laughs> it's just James Gunn. A disaster. <laughs> people, yeah, people who look at Lucasfilm and say like, oh, they're such a disaster. Like, look at DC. A complete train wreck for 10 years. They had an amazing Superman and they couldn't figure out how to handle the greatest superhero of all time for a decade. And now they like reboot and everyone seems to be like fired up about James Gunn and what they're doing. And they did this big announcement, these big phase, uh, we're in charge of this and blah, blah, blah. I think... We're going to get something like they brought up this writer's room. They mentioned that for DC. And we heard rumors about Lucasfilm having this writer's room with Damon Lindelof for these new movies. I think we're going to get that sort of thing at Celebration to really map out not just the future of live action and movies, but the future of creative at Lucasfilm. And I think it's going to look a lot different than what we're used to. So I don't think we're getting a president replacement thing. Kathleen Kennedy's signed through the end of 2024. She's been very successful. We make it something as that gets closer as like, you know, like sort of like Bob Iger tried to do with Bob Chappick. Like, I'm going to stick around his chair, but we're going to bring in this guy. It's going to be like one of those like smooth transitions, but it's not yet. It's way too soon for that. But I think we are going to get some right. big creative announcements. <laughs> Imagine Kathleen Kennedy leaves and she goes, next behind me will be Bob Chappick. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Connie Kennedy, my twin sister. And everyone like all the all the trolls heads explode like nah! <laughs> they get so upset and then they realize they can keep using the same uh thumbnails for their videos so it's and she actually does have a twin sister a lot of people don't know that i think me yeah. brought her to the, the premiere first time of... at rise of skywalker yeah yeah rise of skywalker yeah there were um, now there's two of them <laughs> i i think i think it, what you're saying is interesting john but i think it would be a dull announcement unless that person is massively famous on their own regard Maybe they are. I I know. I'm just saying, like, they can't be like Bob Young. Sometimes I feel like John you know, puts questions into like, the show because he knows something. I don't. So he I wants don't. to seem like he knows something before no. it's something. No, I don't. I really don't. I um, I I agree with Lacey. I don't think they're going to announce anything about Kathleen Kennedy's uh, departure or successor or anything along those lines at Star Wars Celebration. Um, because it's a celebration and. That would be a, I mean, when somebody announces their retirement or something, you know what I mean? I don't know that that's really like a celebration and it puts a weird spin on things like I'm leaving and everybody's like celebration. Yay. You know, she's leaving. It's weird. It, yeah. it, it's a weird, it's a weird transition there. So John's, I think more right that they could announce something, but, um, but I don't see it being a random person. I, I would only see it if it's like a famous person or 
a famous person within Star Wars, like if it's a Dave Filoni or something like that, that a crowd could actually get excited for and cheer in a room. You know what I mean? It's going to be like five right. people and they're all going to walk out on stage. It's going to be Damon Lindelof. It's going to be Dave Filoni. It's going to be like, his our new team, our, our yeah. fab five. What you're saying. The, the future of movies. Yeah. All right, guys, it's time for the thumbnail question. Will Din Djarin Mando himself die in The Mandalorian or will he get a happily ever after ending? Uh, John, you get to go first on this one, actually. What, what do you think? I wonder what John's going to say. So there's logic to this, right? So here's the deal. He's dead. Uh, he will die by the end of The Mandalorian, probably the last, the final episode, um, Wolverine style. Because Grogu needs to be released, so to speak, for the future, because I really do think they're going to use Grogu forever, and they're going to use him, pair him up with Rey. They're going to have uh, all the legacy characters like Chewie in the mix there, post-Rise of Skywalker. And having the Mandalorian around as like a 70-year-old Mandalorian doesn't make much sense. Um, and I can't see the Mandalorian ending with him just being like, all right, I'm going to retire now and just chill out. And you go off and do your thing. I think he's going to die. Um, it's going to be sad, but I think it'll be a nice end to that story. Um, so that's what I think. Mm, Lacey? John's been no. saying he's going to die for like two to three years now. Like, well, aren't they just season, killing everybody? Lacey? Season They're one, John has been putting this out there like, he's going to die. He's going to die. He's so going to die at the end of this. Says who? You're talking about John Favreau, who loves like happy endings and family stories. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, this guy's going to die because Grogu needs to be on yeah. his own. Even though my favorite character is Han Solo with Chewbacca and Chewbacca yeah. was with him the whole time. But like everybody's yes. got to die. Yes. What happened to Han Solo? <laughs> he died. <laughs> yes. But how old was he when he died? And, and when you and I debated whether Kylo Ren would die, what happened? Yeah, but I'm not talking about that because Chris Terrio is a moron. Oh! I'm not talking about freaking Ben Solo dying. We're not even getting into that. It made no sense for the story whatsoever. That being said, that being said, no, the Mandalorian's not going to die. And I think uh, Kyle Baker made a good point on Twitter, and I totally agree with him. And I've said this on the show. John Favreau called the Russos and were like, don't kill yes. Iron Man. Don't kill him. Then you have people like James Gunn, who we were just talking about, who said, just because a story is ending, it doesn't mean the characters have to die. The story could just end. I think people are turning a corner on this thing that, like, your favorite popular characters have to die for the story to end. No, they don't. They could just, mm -hmm. you know, go off into the sunset and be wherever they're going to be. Because Grogu is going to go somewhere and then never show up in the sequel trilogy. So what's to say that he couldn't blast off into the space with, with the Mandalorian? Like, I don't understand why people have to die. So I'm going to say, no, he's not going to die. And because Jon Favreau would not find that hopeful, Dave Filoni would not find that hopeful, and George Lucas would not find that hopeful. Return of the Jedi. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Hmm. Some peace, Qui-Gon. My what? yeah, <laughs> George Lucas killed people. What are you talking about? I'm not saying he didn't kill people, but this end of his story, they're all happily dancing at a campsite. <laughs> not with Anakin. I'll well, say. Well, people in the chat are defending my comments on Chris Terrio. <laughs> it's mostly on Michelle Redjuan, who was like, "It's like so hopeful that he dies." Go back oh! and watch the, the documentary. It's not. <laughs> it's not hopeful, Michelle. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, James. Sorry. 
I, I still think we there's a misunderstanding of the word hopeful sometimes, but um let's let's talk about Mando because I think in certain ways John is right that the best way to end that character is in their title show. Um, because you have to separate Grogu and Mando at some point, whether it's of old age or not. And the best place to see that is probably on screen. And if you put them in another show doing it, then it takes away. So say like Mando is 70 years old and they just do Pedro's voice and then he takes off his helmet and they age up his face or whatever. And they kill him off in that. Then, then the Ray Grogu thing, like it's weird to kill off Mando in Ray's movie. You know what I mean? Because it's going to take over the movie. Um, but you have to kill off Mando at some point. He has to die because he's going to die before Grogu. Grogu's going to outlive him. Um, so it's tricky. But I think it would be really terrible of them to do that in the Mandalorian, like season four, after they just killed Ahsoka in Ahsoka, which also has to happen. <laughs> <laughs> because that one is more likely to happen considering she's been around for so long and when would that character ever die or disappear or whatever the story is going to be and her voice is in rise of Skywalker. go away yeah it it you can't i think it would be really weird to have the ahsoka tv show or whatever or kill off that character and then immediately turn around and also kill off mando so i think mando's got gonna survive for at least a little while longer outside of the mandalorian so I'm ultimately going with Lacey. And I, I, really I, good know, points, John. I hope Lacey's right because, you know, I like the Mandalorian, but I'm just trying to think from a devil's advocate standpoint of storytelling. It's um, yeah, it's tough. It is tough. It really is. So I'm not like impassioned about like, I hope he dies or something. This is I what just, I was just know. saying in the poll chat is every time someone goes against John, he has to reiterate that he doesn't hate that character, that there's nothing against that character. You got to these days, Lacey, you got to. <laughs> You got to protect yourself because people people are always listening and watching. They're looking at ways to twist your words, and you got to be very very careful, especially when you speak in nuance. What You're is welcome. nuance about Mando's dying? So nuance <laughs> is about like when you it's like the all or nothing people like to do. There's she layers. Knows what to that them. means? Yeah. No, I know. I'm saying with Mando, there's there's layers to this whole thing. You literally said he's dying. What is, what are the layers? In terms of the how I feel was, about it. question was, is he going to die or not? No, in terms of how I feel about it. I'm not like I'm saying. I'm not like excited, but it's, he's going to die. You've been Sucks. saying it a lot for like three years. I can't wait for him to die. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Will the Force, guys. Uh, that is going to wrap it up. And we are going to move on to the next section, which, believe it or not, I get to do it. Resistance Report. <laughs> the resistance how does it go lacy uh thanks james thanks james now we're gonna send it to james now we're gonna send it to james all right uh this week in the resistance report we have a bunch of mandalorian hype going on there is new posters there's uh, a video that they put out on social media that if you like, you can get your react or you can get updates, but they put a nice little celebration of the Mandalorian of all the time that it's had all together in one little video for social get excited. Uh, and that was a fun watch. And we also even had um, Katie Sackoff uh, kind of publicly reacting to the poster on our buddy Christian Harloff's show. 
And so there is a lot to talk about. I don't know who wants to get started with this one, but uh, let's well, let's uh, let, let's get Lacey going uh, on the poster. What's your first thoughts on that new poster, which I can bring up if you want to bring if you want I to. think the poster looks amazing. I compared to the first poster. I love this one. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's more epic. It answers that question that everybody was yelling in caps of where's the dark saber. He has it. <laughs> Clearly mm-hmm. has it. I love how they have Grogu kind of in the box, the back with the little pod. Um, but yeah, he looks so awesome. And you just kind of like, Oh my God, he's in space. It's got like that double moon look that we see in star Wars, but just yeah, here, like all I'll, sci-fi I'll just pull in it up. You can talk about it. Well, yeah, sure. Um, I just love it. And it's going in that whole kind of, uh, color scheme that they have for season three which is like the green to orange like mm-hmm. yellow look compared to season two which was more teal and season one which is like that reddish orange um but yeah oh my gosh he looks so epic like just ready to take on the day <laughs> with his blaster and the dark saber it's just so killer and john um, do you have any what, what are yeah. your thoughts on the poster yeah i like it too because one it's not one of those uh face mash things where you just put like every person who's ever in the show in the poster mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really that like really started with like the force awakens i feel yeah oh so, you, long before i mean in star wars yeah that poster back up there right now there you all right yeah. not that one <laughs> that's Let's the old more. one all right yeah there go. all right uh so it, it feels very you know galactic it feels very dangerous it feels unsettling and I like the fact that he is holding the dark saber with one hand. He has total control of this thing right now, which is is you know in in everything you hear and see about this in canon, it's it's not an easy lightsaber to wield or handle. And then I like the fact that there's really aggressive, sharp uh, terrain here. Did they crash land there? It just everything about this seems unsettling. Like this isn't like. You know, you're you're landing on the beaches of Naboo. This is whatever they're into here. It looks like it's going to be pretty chaotic and dangerous. And Grogu is like, he's not ready to come out yet. He's like, you check it out first. I'll be here in my bulletproof little dome, and then when we're good to go, uh, let me know, and I'll I'll force push people around. Um, but I think it's a really cool poster. If I had room on my wall, I'd probably put it up there. But it's um. And the, and the color scheme's uh, cool, too, as well. But I like how he has blaster and Darksaber, you know, just in case you got to use I hope both. they give it out at Celebration. It's like a real perfect Celebration poster. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have, cool. the, they have the both posters now. So it's like they could do a third one or they have yeah. one of these two. But remember we were saying we were speculating, or at least I was incorrectly, that I thought that first one looked like it was a part of a bigger mural. Like uh, the old Taco Bell oh, right, uh, right, prequel right. posters, but it isn't. But I and you just remind me that that first poster. I was giving you a hard time, but that first poster is really cool too. He's got the jetpack. They're just like reminding everybody. Look at how many things Mando has. <laughs> he's like Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a uh, James Bond. He's whatever. He's Enjoy that reference. <laughs> very cool. Does very, he have the dark saber here? It doesn't look like it's attached. Oh, that's what everybody was questioning. And then the second poster, yeah, I think they yeah. made the second poster to be like, he has it. Don't worry about it. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I When I saw this poster, it was immediately like, whoa, fantasy. Um, and it, I think it's because of those giant that that, you know, the giant planets in the back. You don't normally. See, I mean, you do. 
obviously there's times in Star Wars where you see the planets floating above the other planets, but something about the way this was, and there's like the moon there too, is like, it's just not that common. Um, and it made me think this is probably the most fantasy poster I can remember of Star Wars since the very first one with like Luke holding the lightsaber above his head. And it's like, that doesn't feel like it's out of the movie. It feels like it's just out of uh, a fantasy drawing of, you know, some, I see some of the comments in the live chat. People are like are asking me, like David Probus said, John, can we get a print of that thumbnail? Like maybe like we'll do something for Patreon or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, but, I refuse. Hand out that thumbnail. The episode and James just <laughs> fired that right over at us <laughs> with that spinning head in the air. I'm just like, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, James, um, man. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I do like the poster. I think it was really cool. And I'm, and as all the points that you guys said, as far as like him holding the dark saber, it's like, oh, he's using it. That's cool. Oh, he's using it one handed. You know, I think this is a symbol to say uh get ready for this season because he is going to own that thing it's going to become his saber uh don't yeah. expect episode one to where something happens and he hands it over to bo-katan and then the rest of the season goes on that's mm -hmm. his lightsaber so uh get used to it um can i talk the about hype... the reel they released yeah i was gonna say about the hype video what, what do you got i the poster's awesome i loved this video so much more i felt like it kind of encapsulates everything that all of us feel about the Mandalorian. And it was so crazy to see the journey the Mandalorian has had as a project from like celebration where we were all in that panel that they showed like the first footage of it. And Dave Filoni and John Favreau came out on screen uh, on the stage and everything and like introduced what it was all about. And they had Pedro there. It was just such a crazy experience to be like, we're getting star Wars television. This is insane. And then to just see how everything's transpired over the past few years of like how big it's gotten, how baby Yoda is everywhere. Now Grogu, obviously. Um, mm. And just how cool it is. And I, the one quote that really stuck out to me was John Favreau saying it's becoming part of, it's about becoming part of something larger than yourself. And I feel like that's the star Wars community in general. It's like, we all have obviously our podcasts and YouTube pages and cosplay and all these other things that like, there are different ways all of us get into Star Wars, but yet we're all a part of something bigger. And I was just like, that's just a perfect way to explain it. Um, and I also think that's why Mando won't die. Thank you so much. <laughs> John, what did you think of the hype video? Did you think it was nothing more than a, a publishing like a piece or did you think there was anything uh, special to it? I, I, I mean, I think I don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think any of the quotes were like new. I think that was all stuff from the gallery and old interviews, but it was a nice refresher and reminder. Um, I agree with Lacey in terms of like that journey because it's been you know, it's pre pandemic when that thing came out and it's just crazy how much time has passed and it feels like the Mandalorian just arrived and it was really almost four years ago now. Um, and I had my reservations about it. I was like, they're really doing their first live action Star Wars series about a random Mandalorian. And I said Mandaborian and all that stuff. And it's um, it's it's funny how far it's come. And John, you know, if you just like erase what we know and just say like, <clears throat> just so everyone like sit back and realize John Favreau was currently writing and show running a live action Star Wars show with help from Dave Filoni that is starring Pedro Pascal and it has a baby Yoda in it. And just think about those four things and <laughs> those four things alone. And it's happening now and we're getting a new 
set of eight episodes starting in less than a month. It's absolutely wild that we are less than a month away from that. And uh, I think we take that stuff for granted sometimes. And I noticed, you know, during the run of, you know, Andor, people, some people decided like, oh, we're going to take shots at The Mandalorian now because this is theater. This is real adult Star Wars. And it's just like, no, this is, you're about to get hit with the Elvis of Star Wars again. And it's coming back Uh, until movies come back. This is the big show. This is the big ticket Mandalorian. And I'm very excited. And see, I think the, the, my favorite part of that little clip session Aside from, you know, the creators talking about it was seeing those like talk shows and stuff where you have those hosts who mm-hmm. are given those little pieces of uh, facts because they don't watch Star Wars and they, they try to like sound in the know and they make their little quips and stuff like that. And just seeing how, you know, it transcended Star Wars. It goes beyond Star Wars. You see NFL players talking about it. You see people on, uh, you know, radio shows talking about it, like not. And you don't see uh, like people doing that with even Obi-Wan or and or stuff like Mandalorian changed the game and people can say, oh, it's because of the cute little baby Yoda thing. It's like, yeah, but they also sold us on a true relationship between those two characters. And I think we're just scratching the surface because I think we're getting a lot deeper with it. And uh, but yeah, it was a nice little hype video. I'm, I'm ready to go, though. I don't need any more trailers. I don't need anything. I think the thing for me about the hype video was that I watched it and in the middle of it, I had this thought, man, I, I like imagine a parallel world where everybody reacted this way for all the Star Wars content, like all right, the movies, right. I get all it. the TV shows. Bad I was like, batch, if, if yeah. every one of the, not even, not even to that. I'm just talking about like the live action, the Kenobi's, the Andor's, the, oh, sure. the book of Boba Fett's and, and the sequel trilogy and all that. Like if it was just like every time there's a new property coming out or they're doing uh, episode eight or nine, you know, whatever it is, it it was just this real. And then I I thought, you know, John, you said you don't see other people doing this. I'm like, but you probably could. You know what I mean? You could probably find clips from Good Morning America of people saying like, he's back, Kenobi. We're all excited. You know what I mean? You could cut that into a piece, but I wouldn't believe it. And I watched right, this and I was right. like, everybody in this is 100% real. And they're very excited and they have the opportunity to talk about Mandalorian and not like, a, um, uh, oh, we're having you and McGregor. He's going to talk about his new show, which is Kenobi. And I'm excited for it. But it's like <laughs> I, I, I got the feeling like when you watch that, that everything in this is very real and everybody is actually very mm-hmm. excited about this piece of Star Wars content. It's the one we've said this numerous times, but it's the one that sort of unites everybody. Um, to say like, you know, at least there's Mandalorian, Mandalorian's killing it. And it's like that uh, shred of hope for the everything else. Like if you don't like these other shows, at least Lucasfilm, we know that Lucasfilm can do good Star Wars because they're doing the Mandalorian, you know? So, right, right. You know, that that is what's going on there. There, uh, John, um, you were the one that sent over the uh, Katie Sackoff thing. Uh, and then after you sent it over, uh, not because it was in the show notes, but mm-hmm. I did see it in my feed and I thought that was pretty cool um did you did did you guys like her reaction to the poster the poster i retweeted i thought that was hilarious where she's she's like now he's just making fun of me or something like this or like now she's <laughs> making me look bad yeah. yeah yeah i thought it was she she seems a nerd like us you know and i oh I now love... he's just taunting me that's what she said yeah <laughs> I, I i love when Star Wars actors are really into what they're doing and she really loves being Bo-Katan and I, she seems so into it. And I like that she's talking in character when she's on just a show. 
She knows it's not like, <laughs> oh, he's taunting Boca Town. She's like, no, he's taunting me. You know, yeah. and I, I really, I really think that was really cool. So, uh, it was a fun clip. I'm glad uh, we were able to spotlight that. Uh, that was on, uh, yeah, Christian Harloff's. Christian's killing it, getting the people. He had Diego and Katie. Yeah. He's had Katie yeah. a couple times actually. Yeah, yeah, he's longtime friends with Katie for, for for other reasons, even beyond. Yeah, but uh, but before we get to our next story, moving out of the Mandalorian, um, I do want to see if we have any super chats, Lacey. We do. Great. So first we have Miles. Hey, Miles, great name. Uh, thanks for the super chat. He says, "Will Star Wars go all out big in 2027?" #50th year. Yes, I think so. I think that's an easy yeah. yes. Yeah. 50 yeah, years. Ha- that have to. I'm like feeling. I know it's not me being 50, but like I feel old just hearing that. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But I mean, we're supposed to get a Star Wars movie that year. That's going to be bananas. I mean, uh, that's a big number, and it's also like 50 is a big number for anything. Either you're doing your 50th year of anything, and right. then it's not 50th of Revenge of the Sith. You know, great movie, but it's. The 50th of the original Star Wars, original, yeah. original, original mm-hmm. Star Wars. You know what I mean? That and and it kicks off the celebration for the 50th uh, Empire, the 50th Return of the Jedi. You know, it's just going to get uh, really crazy, and and it's a big kickoff event. It, it they they are going to go all out big. Yes, Miles. Yeah, and I mean George Lucas will be like 83 at that time, so hopefully he's alive, well, and healthy, and able to see that because he even though he seemed a, still a bit jaded at the 40th anniversary in 2017 uh he still seemed to have a real good time at that panel talking with mark and harrison and uh everybody who was there and uh you know reminiscing on carrie and all that john and john williams was there all that cool stuff right um i i think i think being able to see george lucas um be embraced and celebrated because that, like you said, James, you nail on the head. It's it's not just 50th anniversary of a Star Wars movie. It's the 50th anniversary of Star Wars. Period. Yeah, and yeah. that's such a such a big deal because it's been everyone in this chat. It's been the part of our part of our lives for forever. Maybe some people not not so much. But the minute you saw it, uh, it it hooked its uh, claws into us and hasn't let go, and uh, for good reason. And we're here talking about it. So I I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. But I think they'll go big too. I just don't know what. Maybe I, a, bit, I, a big theater release re-release would be cool. Maybe I don't know. Oh, that would be interesting. Um, they also could, and they probably will not, but they could do a uh, release of the originals, like the un- oh, special edition. That Star Wars VizComp guy would lose his mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing that I did think is, I, I think this is going to be a uh, Disney Plus doc. I oh, think, that'd so, be cool. I think they're. Yeah. Uh, they'll start shooting soon or they're already in the process of getting that stuff together, doing the interviews. That's going to have, you know, your, your James Cameron's and your other, um, uh, big directors and, and producers. Talking about and, how I impact them. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about in, the whole yeah. industry. You'll get all the celebrities, uh, across JJ. the board to say like uh, what it hey meant George? to the industry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's the one. And then you could also not just celebrities, but star Wars celebrities get, all the actors that you can from 
the the prequels to the sequels to the originals you know and you'll get it all in one big epic tale that they'll release on disney plus on may the 4th 2027 probably mm-hmm. so i don't know thanks miles we have another super chat from nerdy underscore seb thank you for the super chat we said you. good yeah, to see you guys same. beautiful poster good to yes. see you too thanks for joining us i also thank just you, saw that you good. put that you're going to be 25 in 2027 seb you really uh oh, <laughs> really, really hurts when you say that. i feel like i just drank from the wrong cup at the end of uh, <laughs> indiana jones <laughs> i do have to note that miss sunflower in the chat saying let mando die in a movie i gotta stick by myself from years ago i think mando's ending in a movie i really do stand by that so like they do season four and then they do a mando movie and he dies in the movie no i'm just saying there's gonna be a movie i don't say he dies oh okay she's saying he does i was right about to be like why don't you just let him run off into the sunset Lacey? no 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 he wouldn't (laughs) die i was saying the movie part all right guys who is excited for star wars visions because we got an announcement this week that it is returning 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 on may the 4th nine new episodes and it was announced by star wars so this is not like a hollywood reporter thing uh this is official uh we got all the studio studios involved um which kind of gives us a glimpse into what we're gonna see because you look at some of those studios and you're like these guys did wallace and gromit you know what I mean? yeah that's like, what, what everybody are... was saying that yeah, was that's everybody's the, that's, response that's like the big one yeah um but uh not only that but we we get our first look at the titles of the episodes and uh, a little bit more about who's actually producing them as far as writer director and all that stuff this was a big announcement coming out of visions and uh, i'm gonna kick it off with you john what were your thoughts on uh, the announcement for Star Wars Visions on May 4th. I really like this stuff because, again, it is bulletproof in terms of the, you know, obsession with canon and stuff like that. They can get as weird as they possibly want with these, and it doesn't matter. You know, give me more helicopter lightsabers. Get as weird. Give me a lightsaber that shoots blaster bolts. Like, get get as weird as you possibly want to with this stuff. And I like it because... I've never been that big of an anime fan and it sort of allowed me to um, watch this with that Star Wars lens over it and it uh, drew me in in a way uh, that style of uh, storytelling that I probably wouldn't have given a chance otherwise because you know I have a lot of friends who love uh, anime and you know my friend Kelly's obsessed with it and I just was I was like you know I've tried I can't get into it there's so it seems to be so many stories and so overwhelming james kind of how you felt with star wars before they you know wiped it clean or whatever you know yeah, it's but like, you're, you're talking about a, a style not just like one i was talking about one franchise no i know but there are some sto- like long uh lasting oh, stories uh continuity yeah and, i guess so. you know, anime stuff. It's it's but like you know read naruto or something <laughs> you're like oh my god yeah it's overwhelming but (laughs) i i enjoyed visions and um there was a couple that i really really liked a lot and the animation styles were really cool and i liked um that uh, again it's not beholden to anything they could do anything they want with it and i think that's really awesome even like the rock band concert thing they did Mm -hmm. um so i'm i'm just excited to see how far they push the envelope because again there's no limits so go for it get as weird as you possibly can i want to see how weird they get yeah, Lacey, thoughts on uh, Visions. You were you were the person that sort of did our official reaction to Visions mm-hmm. initially because you were probably the most passionate about uh, out of the three of us. So what yeah, are your I thoughts on this announcement? 
I'm so hyped about this. And when they Disney sent us kind of the overview of what's coming this year and there was a Visions logo in there, I was so fast to tweet out like, oh, my God, we're getting Visions. Here's who's going to because they announced what kind of um, what countries were taking being involved and that it was coming out spring 2023. They didn't release May 4th, obviously, but I think it's a perfect, perfect project for May the 4th because there's so many different uh, obviously countries people that are really coming together to celebrate star wars it's like so perfect for that timing um like james said i was one of the people that looked at it and said wow the waltz and grummet guys are in here that's crazy mm-hmm. um but other than that i mean everybody in here is so talented they have so many crazy things that they've done like someone worked on ice age and finding which, nemo and yeah which real quick the waltz and grummet thing if you don't know what that is that's stop animation so like claymation Clay, like Gumby yeah. or something so it that, that kind of gives us a look at like what you could expect expect to see claymation star wars basically so that's interesting for that regard but um but Lacey, you brought up another one 3d animation we didn't get anything like that in vision right one. it was very 2d yeah so that's like a toy story style of animation um it looks great yeah i can't i can't wait i really hope personally that there's like one of these stories is a romance because i'm always rooting for that in star wars mm-hmm. we never get enough of that um but as long as they're fun and different and weird i love weird star wars and i'll take it um i love my anime weird too like i i love anime <laughs> and i love when it gets just so out there that like i don't know like a normal person would be like what is going on i love it give me all that weird stuff i love spirited away where it gets super weird and like all the different studio ghibli stuff um but yeah i'm i'm hyped for this james and i can't I don't know how, but I plan to do reviews of each of these because I'm going to just try to watch them all at once. I'll probably be taking the day off this day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, May 4th uh, for sure. Um, uh, you know, I haven't had the full opportunity to really look through these as far as like, look at this person, look at what they've done. Um, I, right. You know, I, I did go through there and I was like, claymation that's interesting oh 3d animation that's interesting so i was like not only does it seem like we're getting new stories but it also seems like they're stepping into the world of uh more animation styles that we that exist um it's almost as if they're not looking to just represent uh, a country but they're also representing all sorts of different styles of animation as well like star wars doesn't do this let's let's get star wars involved with this type of storytelling um as well uh so i was excited about that um i also noticed it looks like none of these are sequels to previous vision stories no, yeah. which, they which is interesting previously that there were more stories to tell from some of the studios so, the so i wonder director... if they'll get that in the next volume so the one director for the ninth Jedi was was pretty adamant about wanting to continue that story. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that person is involved. It doesn't look like they are that. Not or in this that. volume. Yeah, not in this volume. They could in the future. But mm-hmm. it does seem clear to me that with the announcement of what we're getting in season two, that uh, it's not intended that any of the storylines are going to carry through. So I still expect season three to be different yet again um and not to expect uh repeats um but one one other one that i thought was kind of interesting was uh the studio um that uh the people were involved as far as star wars rebels star wars clone wars Wars, and stuff and i was like 
So it's kind of like Star Wars doing Star Wars again. <laughs> uh, that's kind of interesting. Um, and we've definitely got plenty of that. So I was like, I'm kind of wondering what that person is planning or what that story is planning to be um, that we haven't already gotten a million times. Now they can explore different things, obviously like Lacey, you brought up romance, which I think is huge. I'm sort of surprised. I'd have to kind of rethink that there was no romance stories in the first visions. Um, there was the, the one where the two are getting married. I'm blanking on the title, the village it. bride, the village bride. Yeah. Where the but two I, people get married. But did they get married at the end? Wasn't there something? Wasn't there kind of like a twist to that story or something? Maybe not. I'd have there to weren't any overly it. romantic ones. I'll say that. Yeah, there wasn't like destiny and they end up be, be getting together at the end or anything like that. Right. Um, uh, and that is a huge part of Star Wars uh, that hasn't been explored yet. So I'm I'm with you on that. I hope that gets covered here. But there is a lot uh to look forward to in visions season two and now we now that we know it's coming we can look forward to it even more um, all in one drop however, right right what all yes. in one day the drop, i yeah. think they released yes. them all at once yeah. yeah but as we get into the next story which is a I'm bummer happy but... that the star wars timeline of releases are stretching out a little bit <laughs> hmm. oh what, what do you mean by that because the next story with Jedi Survivor being delayed, oh, everything oh, was right. happening in March, and now everything is kind of spreading out a little bit more. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, this is this. I'm going to preface this by saying this is good news because no one, um, no one, I think, was complaining about this in reality. And that, and Lisa said it there. Jedi Survivor is going to be delayed. That's coming from the studio. Uh, it was supposed to be March 17th, but they are now releasing April 28th. Which is Give us more time weeks. to focus on things before yeah. jumping to the next thing. Yeah, very clear. I think, you know, I read through all the comments on there and it was a whole bunch of like better delayed than buggy. You know, I you take all the time you need. We just want it to be perfect. Why would anybody want it six weeks early if it's not finished, you know, or it's not the way that it's supposed to be? Right. Um, and we've gotten so many Star Wars announcements like this where it's like, hey, episode seven is coming out in may and then it's like never mind we're pushing it to december and it's like at the end of the day who cares right you know we're still I gonna mean, get it yeah you're still gonna get it and they need to finish it and why would anybody rush a studio or anything like that to, to get it done and this is a measly six weeks which is annoying if you were like right on the precipice like sorry it was supposed to be out tomorrow it's not coming out for another six weeks that would suck we're far enough out that it's like okay we're just gonna switch the dates in our head um and uh i don't know what john what did you think about uh this announcement good very good um i in in the grand scheme of things like it's not a long period of time if if they'd said six months or a year i would understand <laughs> and and i know people Even are itching for it People probably, if they were going to celebration, they were probably looking to maybe like do some play at celebration. I get all that stuff. Um, I, now you get but, to test it. Then they're still going to have testing there. You think so? That's cool. Oh yeah, um, they'll still so, have a booth. I mean, they could have what they could have done what Eclipse did and said six years. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> get hyped for this yeah. game. It's coming out in twenty twenty eight. Yeah, I so I I don't think that's that big of a deal. I I understand people being bummed and that that's legit, but mm -hmm. um, it looks like they're doing the right thing and they want to make sure that they're um, putting out a quality product because it would have been a real bummer if they put it out and there was glitches and a lot of misfires with 
certain right. transitions or graphics and stuff like that or gameplay. So I think that's cool that they're owning it. They put it out there themselves. So it wasn't something that came from a leak or anything. They're like, hey, here's the deal. You know, we, we thought we had it for St. Patrick's Day. Turns out we don't. Um, I think that's totally okay. And if they hadn't put out a release date, no one would have known the difference. So um, I'm, it's good to see a, a studio, instead of cutting corners, them saying like, let us give this another round. Let's, uh, let's send us through all the departments and make sure that we're uh, smoothing out all the rough edges and getting this thing right. Because people are really excited about this game. And it is like right now the prestige Star Wars video game. It's the flagship, you know, Jedi Fallen Order seemed to be sort of like you said about the Mandalorian James, very beloved by everybody. Right. There weren't that many detractors. It so, topped Battlefront for sure. Yeah, it, ha- it has it has it universally liked, it seems. It has, you know, big shoes to continue. Um, and we know Cameron Monaghan, you know, there's rumors about him potentially doing a live action jump. So they need to treat this one the right way. And it's just cool to see that they are doing it. So uh now I have more time to start playing the first one. So that's very good for me too. <laughs> Lacey, any other thoughts on Jedi Survivor? Uh, not many. I'm just pumped that they're taking their time and doing it the right way. Like I have no problem with anybody saying, hey, I need more time to get it right. Yeah. Um, the only thing for me, the last thing was that this actually was in a way sort of an announcement as well, um, which is something I complained about recently on the show saying, I just wish they would just say these things. Like, I don't know why we need to hear it from some people. Why don't they just come out and say it now? In this case, they had to. But in this post, they also said we've basically wrapped principal photography like we finished. The game is finished. We're very Mm -hmm. excited about it. We're using the next six weeks just to tweak out the bugs. But it started with uh, it's like the compliment sandwich thing. We're starting with, hey, we just want to let everybody know the game is done. Hooray. Get excited. We're we're very proud of what we did. It's now finished. And then they threw in the but to get it right. We're going to fix the bugs and get it to you a little bit later. But I was excited to see, it got me thinking about this massive team that's been working for a very long time and they just had like a big party to say, I mean, I don't know if they did or not, but you know what I mean? They they finished it. It's like, that's that stage of this development is done. And all we're doing now is putting the final touches on things, right. putting it right. Um, and so this is, this is the best period of time for them um, uh, heading into the actual release of the game. So, yep, uh, very excited there. Um, Our next uh, thing that we wanted to talk about are some of the latest Hasbro reveals. Uh, This is for Return of the Jedi, the anniversary figures, more clone troopers, and Sam Witwer's Starkiller. Even more than that, uh, we brought up the pictures, uh, but Lacey is kind of our... our, town hero when it comes to hasbro town town hero the hoarder of the group (laughs) yeah um but Lacey, you kind of have a relationship with hasbro what uh what's going on and what should we look forward to seeing and i and tell me what to pull up yeah so they made a bunch of announcements on their fan stream this past wednesday aka yesterday uh it was interesting that they had the comments and the live chat turned off because that's the first time i've ever seen that talk about that on a hasbro (laughs) stream it was just very weird because usually i'm like in the chat with people like while it's live and getting excited for toys and stuff yeah go watch our Um, last state of star wars episode it felt it felt very lonely watching this live stream um anyway that being said They announced some really cool stuff with uh, Return of the Jedi coming out, or not coming out, but the 40th anniversary being mm-hmm. this year. They're getting hyped up for it, which is totally natural. 
First up is the Star Wars Celebration Darth Vader Revenge of the Revenge of the Jedi figure. So this is based on there it is right there. It's based on that infamous poster that was a misprint. That's Ooh. a very valuable collectible of Revenge of the Jedi, which was the original name. But then George Lucas was like, "Revenge doesn't sound like something the Jedi would do." So then it turned into Return of the Jedi. So they're taking the color. Uh, of the posters james if you could flip to the box itself uh the poster itself there it is uh and kind of printing it onto darth vader so it's really cool it runs uh 33.99 um it comes with a cool original design color palette of the original poster um and they can display it with a fan they say fans can display it either in the box or out of the box um, and their new process with boxes as everyone knows is that they don't have any plastic in them so he if you switch thank you if you switch back to the box there's no plastic in there so you can just display him as is inside the box he comes with a lightsaber it's cool i'm gonna be honest it's obviously the mold of darth vader that they've done for many other figures i have a couple of them i think i have the 40th anniversary one as well as um the graphite Darth Vader that I have so those are both the same figure they just do different you know art deco on them this is that so but it is a cool exclusive people are going to go crazy for it I thought it was really cool however <laughs> my favorite thing that they announced per usual is kind of the cosplay type pieces that kind of let you be a part of the world whether it be a lightsaber or a helmet so this one was the Black Series Scout Trooper Premium Electronic Helmet this thing is $131.99. I got to get you that 99 cents because that's wow. what they claim per sales is that if they put a 99, people are like, oh, it's only 99 cents. Um, however, <laughs> it is not. It's $131.99. <laughs> um, but it is a full premium role play helmet inspired by Star Wars Return of the Jedi and features premium deco, realistic detail, movie inspired design and electronic voice distortion. So fans and collectors can have their voice sound just like a scout trooper. They showed this uh, with Chris from the team, the Star Wars Hasbro team on the stream itself, and he put it on and everything. It is really, really cool. I will be getting one of these. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for it, but I'm going to get one. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I, I just like box art. The, the green it pops. It looks yeah. so good. The packaging for Hasbro lately has been killer. They've done such a good job, and I love how all their pieces go together, whether it be figures or because they have the the Mandalorian is that kind of orange look that goes into each character on mm -hmm. the side. They've just, I think the team has thought really well about how people can display their figures in the box or out of the box. This helmet, if I get it, will be out of the box. It will be on my head. It is. Mm -hmm. It closes so cool too. It has like that front close. It's like. It's like the DeLorean of helmets. Um, but yeah, it was the two coolest things I think they announced. Obviously, people have different preferences. They had like a Mandalorian prototype figure that comes with different colored pieces that you collect and you can mis mix and match them. They have a Han Solo 40th anniversary, a Return of the Jedi, a vintage, collect a vintage collection Han, as well as Weequay and a couple other ones and there's also another trooper which everyone always makes a joke about because they're like okay just keep printing them <laughs> the face of han looks pretty good um i think the star killer looks like a villain from team america world police i don't think that looks like <laughs> sam whitmer but um i uh it is funny seeing the, the clone trooper stuff again and you can't blame them for using the vader a lot of things a lot of a lot of controversy over the 
uh, Rebel Trooper on Endor because of the whole Rex Nick Sant thing. Um, right, right. So I find that to be interesting. It's just some. It's just a. It's just a trooper. But I think the coolest one. I don't know why, because it looks like his outfit feels like it's like has real cloth. Is the Admiral Piet like? You finally have someone for Vader to choke out, so you can use your Revenge of the Sith Vader or your normal Vader and have him choke the hell out of Admiral Piet and have him drop to the floor. So yeah, there you go. I mean these figures aren't cheap though, so get ready to spend some money. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah, I love that helmet. I love the uh, the Vader thing. Although I I seeing it, I have a hard time putting together if he's red or if they're using a red light to light him but he's red he is red, red he's like yeah. got reddish tones yeah. on him yeah but then they have the, the hamlet picture, uh, vader it just too. looks like they're what they have like the hamlet vader the other vader the vintage collection one where he's yes. unmasked and he's like mm-hmm. holding his his helmet yes dramatic <laughs> pose <laughs> uh very interesting um all right guys well that is it for resistance report this week i'm gonna send it back to john to uh finish up wrap up the show um john? yeah um well no i don't have much to add i know you know we're up on time as it is anyway but uh one thing i will say is um you know no spoilers you know ha 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 uh, i did start the last of us and i never played the game mm-hmm. i don't know anything about it i highly recommend it if you have the ability to watch it especially if you need your pedro pascal fix sooner than later he is tremendous in that show and it gets me even more excited for the return of the mandalorian which yeah he, he was filming this while they were doing the mandalorian so they had to use the stunt guys again and that sort of thing but it just shows the team effort that they're doing with them with mando which i think is cool but the last of us uh I've, i'm only one episode in but it was like an hour and a half uh so and i think that show is so heavy that i can only do one at a time i can't binge that thing so I'm excited to maybe start uh, after uh, we record tonight, depending on how late we go to, to check out the second episode. But I recommend it if you're able to watch it, even if you never played the game. I never did. I didn't know anything about it. And I went in and it's a really cool Pedro Pascal's new show on HBO. So that's all I got. I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to tell us out there. Um, I get such anxiety about like zombie stuff and horror things <laughs> that like I, I want to like it. But the anxiety of like going down a dark hallway and not knowing what's at the end of the hallway, I can't. It hits home to the whole like, you know, pandemic uh, if things were like worse. Like it definitely hits that nerve in you. The anxiety it will give you anxiety. Like it it does for sure. But it's but I get really... I get the uh, updates and summaries and stuff from people online. So like <laughs> I I know what has happened in the show, and I think yeah. I watched good chunks of the last episode nick offerman just because i love him Uh um and i've heard wonderful things about him in that show Mm, 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 mm. i i watched the first two episodes haven't seen the third one yet though um i don't know it it seemed fine to me i wasn't like (laughs) blown away by it or anything i thought it was a good show for hbo um but i was i'm always curious when it comes to shows like that to see how they're received because they have that original source material that people hold yeah. so dearly so it's always one of those things like how's this halo show going to go how's this lord of the rings show going to go you know it's always yeah. kind mm-hmm. of interesting yep. when it comes to that aspect, that aspect but it seems as of now that uh, it it is pretty good and i was also a little bit interested too cuz i knew we were going to not well, I knew like in this episode, we were going to talk about that, like how long will Din Djarin be around and all that conversation. And I knew that in this show, he plays like 
a character that's 10 years longer, younger than he is in real life and then skips to 10 years older than he is in real life. So it's like a 20 yep. year gap. And I'm like, he pulls it off pretty well and believable. And then you also have the Mandalorian who doesn't even show his face 90% of the time or more. So mm -hmm. it's like, it does lead me to believe that Pedro Pascal at the older he gets, the more believable you can have him around as an older Mandalorian, even if he's not even in the show and he's just yeah. providing his voice. So, <clears throat> um, but it all, it all comes together. And uh, speaking of things that come together before we truly wrap up the show, I want to see if we have any more super chats. Do we, we do first up yes! we have Christian. Thank you, Christian, who says Christian. this is a super chat comment. Love you guys. We love you too, Christian. <laughs> Thanks. Thank buddy. you. Then we have Diana who said, just cause Thanks Diana. Diana. That's and awesome. then we have Nick who said super train. <laughs> see, see yeah. Diana did four ninety nine, and I was confused about the price. I thought it was ninety nine cents. It's not confused. It's you think it's cheaper <laughs> that, because you put a ninety nine. It's a visual there thing you go, that there people you tell go. you to yeah. do. No, great, great, and awesome. Thank you, Diana. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. So that will take us to the end of the show. So I want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Hope if you join us live, you had a good time in the chat. Um, but worry not if you are late. It will be on the channel immediately. And of course, tomorrow morning for you audio listeners, I know a lot of people reach out to us saying like, you know, I really wanted to like watch your live show, but you helped me on my ride to work. And a lot of people are going back to the office, myself included. Um, I don't listen to our podcast. I, last thing I need to do is listen to myself. So, mm -hmm. but to the people who do appreciate that. So make sure you do subscribe to your audio uh, platforms. It will be up tomorrow morning. As soon as I can get that out to you. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Uh, we just did Fight Club and we're doing Roadhouse next, which is an absolutely insanely ridiculous movie from Patrick Swayze in 1989. Uh, James, how about you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks. I wish I could change that. Elon, let me change it. <laughs> Lacey. Uh, first, for the people in the chat and watching right now, make sure to like this video. We really appreciate it and subscribe so you don't miss anything. We know people are still trying to find where we went because supposedly we disappeared. We didn't. I promise you. Um, that being said, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. I've been putting up a lot of fun reels and stuff, so check that out. And on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And we're at TRB Podcasts everywhere on social media. Um, and we're not done talking Din Djarin. Yeah, we talked about Willie Die, but now this coming Monday for our discussion show, we're going to talk about his legacy. Will Din Djarin's legacy be? We will get into that on Monday. But uh, before that, we hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Thank you for stopping by the base. And until next time, from the three of us here on the Resistance broadcast, we'll see you around, kids.